Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, And we've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. All right. What is going on, everybody? How is everyone out in the world? Today, we have a very special treat for you. The one, the only Mr. Sean Malone, the founder, the creator of Sales Ascenders. And at the end of the day, he is the man that will help you solve your sales problem. He is the man that is going to help you rediscover the low cost art of prospecting. He has built multiple companies to seven, eight figures, and we are lucky to have him here today. So let's give a big welcome to Mr. Sean Malone. What's going on, my friend? I'm so excited to be here, Corey. I can tell you what, man, I love your intro. It just pumps me every time I hear it. So I'm pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Ron, it's good to see you too. Nice to see you. We are so excited to have you on the show and just to kind of talk all things sales. But for the people that don't know who you are, can you take a little bit of time, maybe share a little bit of a backstory? Sure. No problem. Um, so I'm a sales geek. Hey, call it out. Call it the way you want to see it, right? So uh, 20 years ago, I came out of college and I asked my dad one question. I said, dad, how do I make a lot of money? Literally. And he goes, he goes, oh, that's interesting. You got three choices. I'm like, oh man, what are these choices? I'm so excited. Number one, are you a CEO? Well, I'm 21, 22 years old. I don't know anything. So no, not a CEO. Okay. Are you an entertainer? Um, I can't dance or rap or sing. So no, that's out. And he goes, well, you better go learn to be a sales guy. Okay, cool. So I took my first sales job and I sucked. I was literally like the worst salesperson on the planet. And um, I remember for the first six weeks of my selling career, um, every day I would, I would, I pick up my phone. I make 40 to 80 calls every single day for six weeks. And I booked zero appointments. And I was so frustrated because all my growing up, um, all the sports teams I'd always been on, I'd been kind of like in the upper half of them. And I'd been like pretty good at that. And when I got into sales, I, I was terrible. I was like at the low, like below the totem pole. And, um, so I was like, dang it, this really sucks. And so my boss comes to me and he says, Sean, Go figure this out or I'm going to fire you next week. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get fired. So I go home. I call my dad. I'm like, dad, what do I do? And he says, go to the library and read a book. I was like, great. That's so profound. So I go to the library and I pick up a Tom Hopkins sales book. And I start leafing through this thing. And I'm like, whoa, this is profound. I've never heard any of this stuff before. And I come back on Monday. I'm like, I'm going to try this. And so I went and I took this one little tactic and I put it in. I make my first call. I picked up my phone and I literally booked an appointment. And that moment in my life changed everything for me because like it was like a six weeks of back pressure just went boom, and it like right through me. And I was all, oh, this is that feeling like I, I get that feeling still like I just love it so much, like getting somebody on the path to have a transformation and, and hit a goal that they're looking for and going towards. And so from that moment, I decided, you know, I got to figure out how to win. I got to figure out how to master this communications thing. So communications became my focus. And I spent personally between me and my wife, we spent over $500,000 on personal investment. So yes, I've bought the course. Yes, I've gone to the seminar. Yes, I've hired the coach for all of that. I've had lunch with people like Tom Hopkins. I know all the great salespeople. I went through every selling system you could ever imagine. And guess what came out of all this? I started doing pretty good. I started selling 
quite a bit, started making a bunch of money as, as a you know young 20 some kid. And I wanted my own company. So I ended up saying, you know what, I'm going to cash in the sales job. I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. Don't know what that is, but we'll try it anyways. So I ended up investing into the electronics company that brought me out to Las Vegas where I live. And we started with uh, seven employees. And over the course, because I'd had all this training over the course of about four years, I was able to grow it from seven employees to over 110. And uh, revenues wise, we went from 250,000 a year to eight and a half million. And um, I had built a sales network uh, that was actually selling for me because we were business to government. So we were selling circuit boards and wire assemblies and all these really cool things. Um, I built the sales uh, like group around me um, of over a thousand, thousand twenty-seven people were reporting to me on a day-to-day basis. And so I'm, I'm in California and I'm serving Lockheed Martin. They're one of my clients at this time. <clears throat> and I remember I had, we had this room full of, of these really intelligent engineers and we were working on this cryogenic laser guidance system that would go on a tank, like some cool stuff that I knew nothing about, but like the engineers that were on my staff did. So it was cool. And my, my business partner calls me, says, come back, come back. Like there's an emergency. So I left my trip. I go back and I get into our warehouse or facility and I walk into his office and he goes, Sean, I've sold the company to this guy over here. Meanwhile, I have 47% ownership. This is a business doing eight and a half million dollars a year. I was pretty freaking pissed off. <laughs> Look at your face, man. <laughs> That's so good, right? So here I am just devastated, pissed off, angry, frustrated. You name the emotion. I probably felt it. What it, what happened? It got to a tough spot. I, I started drinking really heavily at that stage. Um, no, it, it sucked. And it, it was right at the time when I, I kind of bumped into my now wife, my girl at the time. Thank God for her. She changed everything in my life. I'm so grateful uh, to this day. And she said, look, like, stop drinking. Go do something with your life. You're better than that. And so I said, okay, cool. So I took a job selling because selling was my backbone of roofing material of all things. So I started selling roofing material in Nevada where it's completely dry, never usually rains. And um, I broke a bunch of sales records. But then during that process, I realized that all these roofing people, they kind of like lie, cheat and steal. And I'm not that I'm I'm not that unethical person. I don't want to play in that world. So I quit. And that was about five years ago. And that was a time that my wife happened to see a Facebook advertisement with this little 19-year-old kid bombing along the beach, no shirt on. He's like, I just made $19,000 this month. I'm like, yo, if that little dweeb twerp can do it, so can I. That was That's how I was feeling when I was watching this video, right? Run, you're laughing. <laughs> of course, uh, we go down the path with this guy. We, get, we, um, we, we buy a system. It was a $10,500 medical grade water system backed by an MLM direct selling organization. And I love the product. I still use it. It's great. It's a, you know, it's a magic Kongen systems. And, and so we, we, we dove in and, and because I had the background, I knew how to build sales teams. I knew how to sell stuff. And I like 10,500 was a low price point for me at the time. It's relative to everybody. I get that. And we actually built a downline of 2,500 people that had invested with us. So we made some coins. And we also built this big audience of about 300,000 plus people. So we were kind of becoming like these micro influencers. And um, right at that time, all these people come back and they're like, Sean, Melissa, Chris, your software, Chris, my business partner, by the way, they're like, your guys' software sucks. You need to build your own. And we're like, dang, like that sucks. Okay, whatever. We'll go build a software company. And that's really what got us this award right over here. So we launched our own software. 
didn't know anything about it. Um, it actually did a million dollars in a $99 offer um, just in the first 10 months. And on the back end, we ended up selling about $12 million worth of these systems. And during this whole process, uh, being coached directly by Russell Brunson, been in his inner circle for about four years now, love the guy to death. He's just a saint. He's watching our journey and our journey's like up and down, up and down, up and down. And he comes, he pulls us aside and he goes, Sean, you guys hate your lifestyle. Yeah, you're making a bunch of money. Yeah, you got a software business. Yeah, you got all this other stuff. But like, you're kind of like these level 10 people stuck in a level two thing. And I was like, oh, he's right. I was like, Russell, what should we do? Y'all need to kill your baby. What? Like kill a company? Yeah, kill it. You need to do something different. So now we're at a loss. We're like, what the hell do we do? And so Alex Sharfin, one of our other high level coaches, he says, well, Russell told you to kill your baby. I was in the room. So what are y'all going to do? Like, I don't know. What should we do, coach? He says, what are you good at? And we said sales. And he said, well, here's something I'll tell you, because I've been teaching these guys for a long time. All the on trying online entrepreneurs, they suck at sales. Like, huh, interesting. So we went out and we interviewed like 40, 50 of these people. And out of, of the 40 and 50, we realized that yeah, he was right. Everybody had a sales problem. And so we chose five. Um, we brought five clients in, uh, into our kind of high-end done-for-you service focused around building a sales ecosystem, meaning here's how you hire on board and train a sales team. Here's how you put a sales management in place. Here's the system that rolls and runs and goes forward. What we realized in serving dozens of these guys was the following. It wasn't so much they couldn't build a sales force. It wasn't so much they couldn't hire somebody, couldn't train somebody, couldn't close deals. They could do all that stuff. But the biggest transformation that they needed was clarity in putting a growth system in front of their business that would consistently feed either themselves or their sales team on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis with the right opportunity. Because there's lots of lead companies out there. And they'll say, I'll get you a million leads. Yeah, that's great. But number one, are they qualified? Number two, they're not on my calendar. So that sucks. So when we started installing this, because we'd done it thousands of times before, and we'd run actually four different businesses into the eight figures with our system, our growth system is what we called it. We started putting it in these um, high-level entrepreneurs' businesses, and we had a hundred percent rate. Uh, that's untouchable. It's ridiculous, right? All these guys were crushing it. It's like, oh my god, we're seeing what's happening here, and we're like, we can't, we can't keep this a secret, Ron. We gotta, we gotta get this to everybody. So at that stage, it was like, boom, our, our mastermind was born. It was like, we could deliver this system at scale and just leave the hire on board and train piece off unless somebody really needed it. And now we could actually scale this and get it out to the masses. And we see just tons and tons of clients now coming through our masterminds having wicked success because they literally just installed it and boom, it happens. And so that's kind of what brought me here today. And, and I'm grateful for it because I've learned so much and I'm, I'm just really excited about the fact that like um, when Russell built the funnel world, here's kind of what I believe happened. In our world, there's five functions of business. So you've lead generation, you've got lead nurture, you've got uh, conversion, you've got de- uh, delivery and fulfillment for your clients, and then you've got retention and resell. So if we can agree that those are the five core functions of a business, what did Russell do? Russell created sales funnels. He brought the world of funnels into our life. Thank God for Russell. 
But what is a sales funnel if you really break down? It's a conversion mechanism. It fits in that bucket of right here in the conversion. It's like a, a long form sales page that gets people to click in one way and go one direction and make a purchase. So he's like, okay, well, how do you get people to see this conversion page? Well, you got to do paid ads. You got to do publishing. You got to do JV. You got to be whatever. All of a sudden, this moves now right into the conversion, but the lead nurture was voided out. So Russell, in his world of creating what he created, created this massive void of nurture. And we're like, wait a minute, that's our superpower. We're the nurture people. That's immediately what we decided to move into. That's what we became. And that's what we're known for is literally because when you have a nurture process, look, psychologists and experts will prove this to you every day of the week. It takes seven to 12 touches to lower the barrier of sales resistance and increase the sales acceptance for somebody. So if you can build something like that into a growth system in the front of your business, every single call, every single meeting, everything that you get on with anybody, it's going to be a really valuable conversation, most likely leading a digital close deal. And so now I sit here saying, gosh, it's so exciting being able to help guide all of these dozens and dozens of online entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, coaches, consultants, agency owners, like all the right people that have this concept that maybe are blocked with a model or they don't have a growth system in their business. And we're just seeing like mass, mass success. And that's, that's kind of my backstory. Hopefully that answered your question, Ron. Yeah. I'm dropping yeah. this. <laughs> dropping drop 13 minutes in. All right. Sorry, <laughs> no less. So, so Sean, and, and I can attest to, the nurture aspect of, you know, just our relationship, right? Like it, it started with one, you know, random connection that then led to multiple conversations that then something that you do that just struck me, uh, that is exactly what this nurture piece, every single person that goes in your Facebook group, you or Chris get on the phone with them for a call with no expectations, like zero expectations. It is just to get to know you, if I can help you, I can help you. Whatever the call ends up being, you it, it ends up being that. And and so I love that. I loved that conversation. I loved getting to know you better on that call. And uh, you know this the whole everything that you've done. You know, a your your work speaks for itself. But b everything that you've done to nurture our relationship, like hands down. You know, if if uh, Ron and I are are in the market to do anything, like we know we're going to you because of that nurture. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think I, I appreciate you saying that because that means the world to me, Corey, and, and you're my homeboy, right? So we're, we're tight. But um, what's interesting is, is that I think there's a couple of things that allow me to do that. And so if we look at like, what are the things? So first of all, somebody once upon a time asked me, they said, Sean, how do you become like an expert salesperson? And so there's really three different things you need to know. Number one, you got to have conviction. You got to have a conviction in what you sell. Because if you don't con aren't convicted about what you sell, you're not going to be able to sell it. So anybody that's listening right now that may be in there saying, oh, I have this like imposter syndrome of, oh, because I, I just don't know if somebody's going to want to buy my stuff or I don't know if I can deliver the. If that thought process is creeping through your mind right now, the simple solution is to go talk to more people. Because if you have more people on your calendar and you know it's consistently flowing that way where you have all these at-bats, guess what? Your conviction level is going to shoot through the roof. Secondly, you need to go and sell yourself on your own thing. Because if you can't sell, buy your, if you don't want to buy your own thing, you probably shouldn't sell to somebody else. So in my journey, I was so convicted and I still am about becoming a professional at communications, like one of the best in the world. And so my journey is literally how many at-bats 
I have of communication and somebody in my space that I mutually respect, like the two of you guys, where I can get this chance to practice. And so that's what I always think about. So conviction. And if you think about like the first time I got knocked down in my story, it was like my boss telling me, figure it out or you're fired. I'm like, okay. And I figured it out. And then that moment changed my conviction level. And like, if, if I can master this, I can teach other people to do it too. So I became really convicted about that. The second thing is persistence. Now you heard my story going up like this, up and down, up and down and up and down. What the thing is you got to remember is like, if you get knocked down, you just got to stand up one more time and you get knocked down and it sucks and it hurts and it frustrates people. And it's just, it's God awful, right? Like they call it cycling in our world, right? Like when the entrepreneur cycles down into the bottom of the doldrums and then it's like, how do you climb back up? And it's always those stories are the ones that really kind of start to stick. And so people are like, Sean, you're an overnight success. No bullshit. I was a 20 year overnight success. So persistence is like, just continue doing the thing, no matter how hard you get hit, how many times you get knocked down, just get up one more time, just keep going, right? And then the last thing I would say, okay, so you've got conviction, you've got persistence, and then you've got consistency. If you consistently do the activities, and I believe there's something we call the triple threat, three things that any one person can control in any one day. First of all, it's your attitude. You can wake up this morning and you say, I'm in a great ass mood or I'm in a terrible mood. You control your attitude. Secondly, you control your actions. Are you taking the right action to get to the level that you're trying to go to the place where you're planting your flag on the top of the hill? And the third thing is your ability to learn techniques and to track the right data. So I called the triple A, right? So you've got attitude, action, and your ability to and grow. And when you can control those things and you can create consistency by doing this stuff, like at the end of the day, you win every time. That there's so much I want to talk about. Gosh, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to, I want to go back for just a second. Cause you said so many good things, but I want to know what it was like and what steps you did. Like if someone said you have to, you have to kill your thing. That's like feeding the lifestyle you're creating, even though it's up and down. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately it's coming from Russell. So you're like, gotta do it. So <laughs> like, it's not like somebody, it's not like your mom or dad or a friend saying you should stop because again, you take advice from people that you want, you want to be like, but for Russell to come and say, do that. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Like walk us through that moment. So we were, we were in the inner circle. Um, and, and for those of the people that haven't been in that room yet, it's, it's when you walk in, no matter how good you think you are, you're literally that big. Right. And, and at the time when we first walked into that room, like I thought we were doing pretty good. Cause just in that, before we had a software, before we had anything else, we had personally made half a million dollars that year and just like profit, right. Just from selling, you know, like, we're like, Oh man, we did pretty good this year. Like we can breathe. We can actually pay for stuff. We were cool. And you walk in there and you hear these guys saying, oh man, I just did a launch and did like $10 million. You're like, what? Like just makes you feel that big, right? So I, right. we're in the room. One of the nervous, the most nervous things that that comes out of that whole interaction. First of all, the network is those people are, are amazing. All of them. And um, <clears throat> the nervous part is when you have to get up on stage and present your thing. Like what's going well in your business, what sucks in your business and where do you need help? Like those are the three questions that Russell asks every person in that group to get up and talk about. So I decided that that time that he says this to me, I I decided 
that I would give them the journey of our software company. And so, um, the, you know, I started telling this story and I had a little like timeline that I was going through and it was like, Hey, we did this launch and we did a quarter million and everyone in the room was like, yeah, launch two fifty, you know, like, and then it was like, Oh, there goes the rest of the business. Oh, our users are leaving and we got all this attrition. We got these people stealing our teams and all this other stuff. It was like, hearing motion stage, everyone starts like bawling and crying. Like that sucks. I've been there. I know what it feels like. And then it's like, Oh, we did another little launch. It was like, boom. And we hit it. And then we came down. And so it was like, I was literally just sharing the roadmap that I was going on. It was like Russell saw and looked straight through. I respect that guy more than anybody because he literally looked at it and he goes, man, I've been, I lived that life for five years. He's like, I know you don't like your client. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. And I remember he came up on the board and he, he did this really cool thing. He drew this line right down the middle of the board. And on this side, he put zero. And on this side, he put $1. And so let me ask you something, Sean. He goes, how hard do you think it is to get this on the side that says zero? How hard do you think it is to get one of these people to buy something from you online? And I was like, that's, that's pretty hard. That's what I do. And he's like, yeah. He goes, now there's these people that have already spent $1 online before. How hard do you think it is to take that and scale it to where they're spending 1000 2000 10000 I said, I don't know. I've never done that. He goes, let me tell you. In fact, he turned around to the room. He's like, who would agree? This is made easier. A hundred percent of the hands went up. It's like, no, no, no. That's the side you need to play on. And I was like, oh, light bulb explosion. So how did I feel after that? I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. But at the same time, like I was excited um, because I knew that we had to make some changes and grow. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, Ron. I, I didn't. Sean and I did not get into that story before when we've talked. So uh, that was good. That's a good answer. Uh, so tell us about, uh, obviously we hit on the nurture last, last time I was talking, but tell, tell us about the systems and, and the, the growth system, right? Like how do you, how do you look at someone like Ron and I and say, okay, you're doing X, Y, and Z. All you got to do is, you know, these one, two, three items and, and you'll be off to the races to get your money back within 12 weeks as most of your clients do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the, the investment with our program, we have a, we have a year long mastermind that we offer. Um, and, and, and it's my expectation that at the end of the first 12 week fast track that you've paid off the entire investment. And so the, how does the system work? Right. Again, um, I believe that prospecting is very high value in a business. Would you agree? Very high value. Like if you're not prospecting every day, shame on you. If you're hearing my voice right now, and you're in the audience, like better be prospecting every single day, but it's high value for a business. The thing is, is it, it's a low skill activity. This is the stopgap of why most people in our, our, our world are like, yeah, I don't want to prospect. That sucks. Or at least that's what they think. Like, I don't want to have to go spend time doing that because I just feel like I'm beating my head against the wall or smashing my fingers with a hammer. And that may be true. And the reason it's true is because you're an elevated soul. Your mind has grown past the prospecting, which is high value, which we all know needs to be in every single business. And if it's low skill, then we need to treat it as such. So I wouldn't want a Ron and a Corey that are very high value thinkers doing a high value, low, low uh, skill thing in their business. It doesn't make any sense. So how do we do it? We put a system in place we develop a word track. Think of a conveyor belt, right? So if you had a conveyor belt of each touch point, again, going back to that seven to 12 touches, if we know at touch point one, this needs to be said in order to get to touch point two. When somebody hits touch point two, this needs to be done to get them to touch point three. 
And if we map that out and then we formalize it by optimizing, I always believe in this boss method, the BOS, it's build, optimize, scale. So we build it entrepreneurially together. We optimize the word track to make sure that we're getting the right percentages to jump along the conveyor belt. And then we scale. How do we do that? We take somebody who's a low like skill level person to run the low skill task that's high value in the business because they don't know if it's high value or low value. They just know they have a job to do and they're going to go do it. We use VAs for this. And so what we, and it's very, very simply put, um, it, you know, I mean, Corey, you experienced it like the first time I actually ever got a chance to really connect with you. I never spoke with you in messenger. Imagine this. Imagine you never had to go prospecting through any social media ever. And you could just show up on calls every single day. How yeah. does it shift an entrepreneur sales professional's head? Right. What are you thinking right now, Ron? Uh, yes, please. Let's, let's do that. Holy smokes. Yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of time. Well, one, Corey's not on Facebook right yeah, now. I mean, so that would help him tremendously. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it, it makes it efficient. Um, basically it clears the mess out of the messenger. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so, so literally that's exactly what's what our first 12 weeks does is like we build, we optimize and we scale. We show you exactly step-by-step -step SOPs, how to hire the VA to run this system in front of your business. That's fit directly for you customized. And so now that you're showing, imagine what would it feel like Corey, Ron, both I'll ask you guys okay. is if you knew going into every single week, you had, 10 qualified appointments, 15 of the dead on ringer person that you know you could solve a problem for versus Corey spends four hours a day in messenger to maybe put a couple on the calendar every day. There's a big difference there. The, the mindset, mindset of the sales pro, yeah. the mindset of the sales pro doesn't get fatigued. There's this thing called sales fatigue. And it just recently happened with one of our other clients, their sales pro was just fatigued. He hates the, doing that work because he understands that it's high value, low skill, and he hates being the person having to be a low skill person or doing a low skill task, I should say. And so what do we do with that entrepreneur? We said, you know, listen, like the answer is to outsource that low skill task so he doesn't have to do it because it's going to immediately switch his headspace to go in and say, okay, good. Now I'm going to have a valuable conversation and maybe solve a problem for somebody. And if I can, then they're going to join our program and move forward. Right. Okay. Wow. All right. So my mind is wrong right now. I, I know that's, I, that is very rare, Sean. Very rare to, not okay. know what to say, especially on the show. So there's a couple pieces that I absolutely love because you know, it's, it's, it's the mundane of the business that sometimes just drags people down. And, and what we try to do, especially like Corey and I, we want to help make other people's businesses frictionless so they can actually just go concentrate on what they need to, which is go sell. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's something that they need to focus on and not focus on a couple of the main things that we talked about earlier. But what I loved about what you just said is the actual sales piece getting it more into a, I don't even want to use less qualified. I, I'm going to say the right people in the right spots. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. Because I think that will help anybody's business propel and get them over or through any ceiling that they're currently in. Because as you know, I mean, we even started a conversation. Someone was at a ceiling that needed to be broken through 
that you help them broke through that some people haven't even got to that first ceiling that mm-hmm. this guy's trying to break through. Right. Yeah. But every time there's a different skill set that the entrepreneur feels they have to fill and they have to learn to let go. So I guess, how do you learn, how do you teach them to let go? Um, so personally, I, I'll share this. I follow Alex Sharfin's billionaire code and I don't know if you can see it, but literally I'll explain it to you. I, I, I can. <laughs> so, so literally I just had it in my shelf and grabbed it. So, um, but, but it says here, um, uh, so there's different levels of like how big your business is. And so like, for example, this one here says promoter, it's one to 300,000 in revenue and then goes to builder a million operators, one to 3 million leaders, three to 10. So, so what I understood from Alex when he taught this to me um, is that your business has these predetermined preset breakpoints. And if you have awareness of where these breakpoints are, and here's where they are. The first one's at 300,000. So when you hit 300,000 in revenue in your business, everything's going to break. Expect it. Be okay with it. Because the only businesses that aren't broken are the ones that are not operating. You with me? Yes. Yes. So if we know that 300,000 is the first break point, all we got to do as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, whoever is figure out like, what does it take to get me to that level? That's my first conveyor step for me. And you can use it for your own business to grow. Right. And then when you get there, you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm at 300,000. And, and, and here's something that, that, that truly, that truly changed my, my sales career when I recognized this. And again, it took actually Alex Sharf. And again, I, I'm grateful for that guy. Um, but he said, you have permission to play in your lane. And I said, explain that to me because I don't get it. And he said, Sean, your superpower is connecting with people, communicating and helping people solve that problem of sales and prospecting. He's like, great. That's what I know I do. And he says, what are the other, all the other stuff you do? Are you setting up automations? Yeah. I'm doing my uh, autoresponder. Are you doing graphics? Yeah. Are you doing thumbnails? Are you doing all, all the other stuff? And he said, look, here's, here's the focus. Like figure out what your core lane is. And then figure out at the breakpoints of your business what you can outsource. That's not going to hurt you financially or choke you. And so I was like, oh, that's really fascinating. And that day changed a lot for me because I was like, huh, what if we outsource this? What if we outsource that? And I started looking at things a little bit differently. I was like, what can I outsource? Like for you, for you guys, for example, you solve a massive problem for entrepreneurs. You give them time back in their calendar. Right. Have you ever heard that person say, ah, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, bullshit, because everybody has all the time there is. You can't argue with that. So if they say they don't have time, it's not that they don't have time. They have a time management issue. Right. And so in a sales conversation, if I'm you guys, I'm talking to you. I'm like, hey, let's talk about your time management, because I think that's where your big problem is. How do you do it? And then you get into this conversation of, well, yeah, like I get it. My calendar's not. Fine. Okay, cool. What if we could give you X hours back or create this much white space on Friday so you could go out to dinner with your wife or your kids? What would that mean to you? How much does that value to you? And you're going to start being able to what I call the pain stack, right? So we know that there's the the closing stack, but there's also a pain stack. So what I'll say is more pain, more dollars. So the higher ticket your item is, the more pain you need to accumulate. And so um, there's these magical eight questions that I use every time. And so literally there's three layers of impact um, in in, in any one pain that you can find. And so the three layers are a business, um, basically like a business indicator. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm low on sales. That's an indicator. That's not a problem or anything. That's just an indicator. Okay. 
First question is, tell me more about that. And then somebody's going to open their mouth. See, like sales is, is, is questions. Sales is not buy my stuff. Here's my stuff, right? So, so the eight questions, the first one's tell me more. So when you hear that first business indicator, it's tell me more about that. Okay. And then they're going to tell you a little bit more. Next question is, could you be more specific? Maybe give me like an actual example. Okay. So now we're getting into this from business indicator into the second level of pain or the emotional pain is what I call business impact. How is this impacting your business? Okay, cool. So be more specific. Give me an example. How long has this been a problem in your business? Because here's what I'll tell you. The five buying emotions that are out there. And again, we can go deep into this. People buy the most frequently for when it's pain in the present. You can have pain in the present. You can have pain in the future. Pain in the future would be like $40,000 opportunity cost if you don't take this move. That's pain in the future where pain in the present is like, oh my God, my autoresponder just stopped working. I need to fix it today. Like that's pain in the present versus the opportunity cost to pain in the future. Then you have ple pleasure in the present, which is like, oh, I'm going to take this lunch and go to dinner, or, you know, lunch with somebody. And then pain, a pleasure in the future would be the summer's coming. I want to go buy a new boat. And then the last buying emotional uh, thing is, is curiosity. People do buy because of curiosity, but kind of going back. So like, if those are the five, we get business indicators, then we go to business impact. So it's, Tell me more. Be more specific. Can you give me an example? Third question is, how long has this been going on in your business? And then now we talk about the business. Like, hey, what have you tried to do to kind of fix that? And they're going to say, I tried this or tried this. And then you as a sales pro should say, have you thought of this? Or have you tried that? Okay. So now you're helping them get clarity. A lot of people on sales calls say, I got to add value. I got to add value. Yeah. Okay, great. You do have to add value. But most people think of value of, I'm going to give you my secret sauce. No wrong. Don't do that. Value could be clarity. If you knew you had a problem, but you didn't know the pro like how to like, like quantify that you had a problem and somebody came to you and could express the thoughts that are going on in your head better than you could even ever do it yourself. That's valuable. Right. And so it's, it's, what have you tried? Um, so, so, um, what have you tried to do to fix that? And did that work? That's the fifth question. Because it's like, what'd you try? Did that work? What'd you try? Did that work? And we go over and over and over until they run out of options. Yeah, I haven't done it. Okay, cool. Like how much have those cost you? Now we've gone from business impact to now we're getting into emotional pocketbook dollars. Is like, how much does that cost you? Oh, well, I spent this much money. Yeah, cost is more than just money. It's time, energy, sweat, tears, labor, all this other stuff. So it could cost them something. It was like, great. So that's cost me this much. Well, oh man, let me ask Ron, how do you feel about that? Now I've gone from business impact. So I went from business indicator, business impact. Now I'm getting into personal impact. Guess what? People make decisions when they're at a personal impact stage all day. Right? So we're saying, how do you feel about that, Ron? And you're gonna be like, no, I think this effing sucks. I want to, okay, cool. I get that. Right. So, so the next question is, um, so yeah. So what did you try? What have you tried? Did that work? How much does that cost you? How do you feel about that? But you haven't tried to give up solving that problem. Have you? No, no, I really want to solve this. Okay, great. I have a solution for you. No problem. That would be one pain indicator. So if someone says, Hey, my sales are sucky. That's the indicator. I'm going to take them through all of the eight of those questions and get to a place where I understand the quantifiable dollars that somebody has when they get to that place. And then I said, great, you know what? You spent all this money, you did all this thing, you spent all this time, you would, you would agree that you probably wasted X. Yes. 
what if I could solve that for a fraction of that number? Would that be interesting? Yes. Yes. You know, Sean, it's funny. Ron and I just for our, our podcast editing uh, business. I, I would say we do that on the on a very very small scale. Uh, you know, we definitely like as we help people launch their show. We we will teach them a little bit on how to edit themselves, but we give them a calculator and walk through like, hey, if you're gonna do it yourself, what is the time it takes? What is how much better do you need to get to actually be great at the editing? How much you know do you have to invest in that part instead of investing in the actual sales that you need to for your business and. And so then it's a, you know, here's our price. Here's the time that it takes. And you can calculate your price, like which is cheaper. Is it cheaper to go with us? And most of the time it usually is. So what I would, what I would focus on is self-worth in that part of the call. So just as a little tip for you guys is like, hey, how much do you charge per hour if you were to charge your hour services out? Oh, I would spend, it's $1,000 an hour. Okay, that's your number, $1,000 an hour. Okay, cool. Let's figure out how much it would actually take in terms of time for you to actually execute on this podcast thing. And then you come up with this big old number of hours. You say, you told me a minute ago that your value is a thousand an hour times that. So what is that number? Make them say it to you. And they're going to be like thousands. Yeah, great. What if we could fix this for that much? Yep. Oh, love it. Love it. I, so everyone out there, everyone listening, everyone watching, if you didn't have a notepad and paper, uh, the show will be live on the iTunes that you can grab one when you listen to the replay there. Uh, or, you know, at the end of it, when you come back and you can hit rewind. Uh, so, Sean, I want to shift gears a little bit. You know, our show is all about hacking uh, highly successful entrepreneurs hindsight so that we can give our listeners clear foresight and obviously you're here because you fit that bill so please if you had the power of hindsight and you could go back and give a younger sean a, a little advice you know what, what kind of advice would you give when would you go back you know maybe you would have worked for a 51 percent ownership interest instead of 47 but when would you have gone back what kind of advice would you give yourself um the first thing okay so it's a great question um i would say I'd go back to my 20 year old self. That's where I'd start. And in my 20 year old self, I mean, I had um, just full of testosterone ready to take over the world, like to get out of my way, bull in a China shop kind of move. And I would tell myself, everything's going to be okay. Because I've gone through so much emotional toil, and I'm sure you guys have too, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has as well. And if you just remember that everything's going to be okay at the end of the day, it gives you peace of mind. So that's the first piece of advice that I would give myself back in my 20-year-old self. The second piece of advice I would tell my 20-year-old self is I would say, you have permission to play in your lane. It's okay if you wear a lot of hats at first, but just understand you need to get into your lane and stay there so you can run as fast as you are able to, right? And so that would be the first two things that I would do in hindsight if I had to go back to my 20-year-old self. The second thing I would do is I would totally 100% make sure that my um, agreement that I had with that electronics business that I bought was actually documented and that my business partner couldn't have done what he did to me. Yeah. That would be the hindsight. So writing things on paper, here's what I'll share with you. And I heard it from Russell recently. I boxed him because we were talking about um, a new project that we're working on. And he, and he said, he said, yo, um, when you have a partner or you're looking at getting in a partner with somebody, 
um, when all of the emotions are good and great and grand and you feel great about it, like the thing that you want to do is talk about the hard stuff. And he said that he had this mentor that was telling him like, Hey guys, we're all in great spirits here. We're sitting around this table, but what happens when this goes South? Let's document all those things out and figure it out. So when you're in a great mood, you're starting a partnership right out. If this goes wrong in this way, that way, or the next way, what is the protocol? What is the operating procedure that we will use to get out of the situation? And so then fast forward down the road, when that happens, if it happens, hopefully it doesn't, but it probably will. Then you say, hey, listen, like partner, we were we're in great spirits when we brought it. Here's this piece of paper like this is our exit. If, if we needed to do this, it seems like we've hit this thing. Now we have a, a, a very clear and tangible path to still keep our relationship so you don't ruin a friendship and you can move forward. That's what I'd say. Gosh, so, so much cool stuff. Like I relate to you so much about the whole lane Stay in your lane. I'm a, I'm a roles guy. Uh, I can wear a bunch of different hats, but like Corey knows, I, I like everyone like just playing your role so you can be really good at it and then surround yourself with amazing people. So you can be really good at your role. So I, I loved all of those pieces. All right. So let's, let's move, let's move forward a little bit. So we kind of talked about the past. What is on the horizon for you? So 2021 is coming up. What does that look like for Sean? Uh, so yeah, um, software, we are, uh, you know, I, I had a, a pretty rugged experience in, in ending our last software. Russell says, kill your baby. And we have to get rid of it. Um, I've always been a big fan of software because I believe it alleviates a big problem for a lot of people and it creates a time, um, it creates time. And so, um, what we're doing right now is we're under development of uh, a new software that's actually going to um, replace some of the tools that we're currently using to execute our growth system. Um, this is an, a, a, basically a project that we're going to be launching probably Q3, Q4 of this coming year. And um, the goal by the end of the year is to have it launched and through kind of our beta phase, we're in our alpha phase right now. We've got um, uh, several monthly paying users as an alpha. We're going into beta and then we're going to um, do our full launch kind of the end of next year. So that that's one initiative. Um, I believe that doing an exit, like um, in my career, I've had some pretty big success. And so what's exciting for me to think about is exiting a company at a 5X multiple. What do I mean? Because those people might not know that. Let's say, for example, you have a software that you charge $300 a month. And let's say, for example, you were able to figure out how to get 1,300 users into that software. So it took you a year, two years, five years or whatever to get there. You have 1,300 users paying $300 a month. That's an annual um, revenue, recurring revenue of $8 million a year. So if you have an $8 million software and you go to sell it in a marketplace, you can usually get a 5 to 10, maybe sometimes more um, um, multiple on that amount. So what would be cool for me in the future, like big picture, 5, 10, 15 years from now, is to build a software that has those 1,300 users that we have all of our coaching and courses and, and consulting work on top of it and we could package it and then get like a five, eight X multiple and sell something for like 40, 50 million. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's a, that's a big, a big plan, big goal. Love it. I, I love being around people that think big uh, and, and it, it always, you know, at the end of the day, people listening, sometimes their dreams are too small mm. and uh, you know, we were, we were talking to Ryan Lee yesterday and he was, you know, he, 
they were talking about his mentor and they had their, you know, multiple million dollar plan of 2021. And they, they, their mentor looked at it and was like, are you playing, you know, high school ball right now? Like, come on, come to the pros. What are you doing? And, and they were trying to stretch themselves. And, and so just, you know, your that story reminded me of it. It's just like, Ron and I need to stretch ourselves a little bit and think right. big and, and, and uh, add the systems to go big, right? Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people get trapped in that mindset. And so it does take, you know, and that's why I always believe in coaches. I believe in mentorship. I believe in that because you collapse timeframes and you can actually break bad thought habits that you may have in your head. And so it's that whole growth mentality of what you just said, Corey, is like get around people that are thinking bigger than you so that it forces you to start thinking bigger. And it's scary as hell. Don't get me wrong. Thinking about selling a company for $50 million is freaky to me, but I want to go do it. I think it'd be cool, right? So... I think it'd be cool for anyone to sell a company for $40 million. So that's, that's a pretty killer goal. Like, I think that's probably the biggest goal we've had on the show, Corey. Really? I, I think so, man. Yeah, cool. We've been dealing with small potatoes. I yeah, know. <laughs> Everyone's small fry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I, that's the other thing is like, uh, man, just, I, I guess if I could share one other piece about sales professionals, like if you focus don't ever focus so much on, Hey, I got to get this guy into my business so I can eat and I need the money. Cause that creates this thing called commission breath, which I hate. The focus is like, figure out the one problem you solve better than anybody else in the world. And then go deliver that to the people that truly need it. And so it shifts the mentality in the sales and it shifts the mentality when you're thinking about growing and being bigger. It's like, what is the problem that I would love to solve for myself? I would love to figure out how to sell a $40 million company for myself. Right. Cause that's exciting. But if I think about, Oh, like, and I just want to go install this growth system in someone's business. Like, yeah, I definitely want to do that, but it doesn't give me as much as those like fires of like figuring out how to sell a $40 million company, you know? Yeah. All right, Sean, last question for me, you and, and I have talked about uh, something that you have on the docket. Uh, your, and you even mentioned it, your year long mastermind program. Hmm. Uh, you know, it is from everything that we talked about, like, it sounds like the perfect fit, the perfect program, but tell the audience, tell the audience a little bit about what, what, what is that 12 months with, with you and Chris, uh, look like? Yeah, sure. Uh, appreciate Thank you. Thank you for asking. That's really kind of you. Um, so, so what it is, is <clears throat> it's 12 months long. And in the front end, there's this 12 week master, uh, 12 week fast track. And in that first 12 weeks, what we're going to do is we share um, templated proven um, process. We give you the system and then we help you customize it into your business to make sure that you can consistently fill a calendar for yourself, for your sales team. And then once we have it somewhat optimized, we show you, we give you all the SOPs, everything necessary to outsource the labor to a VA. Because again, it's that that high value, low skill thing, that's what we're solving. That's the problem. It's like, if you feel like you have that and you're just exhausted mentally or emotionally exhausted for having to do prospecting every single day and otherwise your business doesn't grow, um, this is going to be the solution because literally it's, here's this thing in your business within the first 12 weeks. It most, I would say probably 90% if you do the work, it'll pay for the entire program for the year. Once you get through that 12 weeks, What's the next problem that's created? A lot of people build value ladders for this. What we decided, because this is a passion project, we didn't want to make a value ladder. We just want to solve a problem. 
because I believe there's a lot of people that suck at the sales conversation just because I've experienced it for coaching thousands doing this is when we put this growth system in a business, it's going to create a full calendar. Uh-oh, now you're talking to a lot of people. Guess what the next problem is going to be? How do I master the sales conversation? So that remaining nine months is dedicated solely and focused on how to master the selling conversation from a place of here's a system, here's a framework that you can use for every single sales call. Here's a way that you can do sales call reviews for your team, for yourself, and you know how and where to get better and what to do. We also cover things like body language, neuroscience of selling, NLP, um, you name it, it's been there. Like I, We have like a full blown curriculum by the end of 12 months, here's my, my, my thing that I'll say. Anybody that works for me with me for 12 months, at the end of 12 months, they will have a bulletproof or session-proof prospecting system in their business, and they will be a master of a selling conversation. And at the end of 12 months, if that's where you want to be and play and you can go make, you can make eight figures just that. If you want to go bigger than that, then we would talk about like what our agency could do for you in terms of building an entire sales ecosystem. But that's far and few between, right? Yeah. So that's literally what, 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 yeah, that's what we do. No, I, I, I think, gosh, I relate to him so much, Corey. I think just his, how he, how he, his value ladder, it, we don't have a value ladder. We just solve the problems. Mm -hmm. Like here's the whole thing. We're not going to add you a bunch of things. We're just going to solve the entire problem. Yep. And we're going to charge not the most expensive and not the cheapest, but we're going to charge a fair amount. And guess what? We're going to solve your problems. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And I know the people listening are like clamoring to get a hold of you. So where can people find you, Sean? Yeah, thank you. Um, so we have a, um, a coveted inner circle group that we've been building. It's a network of kind of the ass kickers, the movers and shakers of different respective fields. Um, it's just our Facebook group. That's what I would say. Everybody go get an invite there. It's free. Um, come get a ton of sales value knowledge. I go live three times a week just sharing a, what I call a high ticket tune up, which is a 10 minutes or less. Here's the sales nugget for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday every single week. Um, we have a really kick-ass like referral mechanism. And like Corey said, we make it a point to speak with every single person in our group. It's a special group. It's different. First of all, because our system, we have a filter on the front end of our system personally that we use where we watch every single person for like two or three months before we even send an invite to them to join. Because we need to make sure that they are the right fit and they are a mover and shaker in the world. And then once they get into our, our, our group or into our circle, then we get on a call with them and we understand their business. And that's why it was so easy, Corey, for our conversations. Because look, I don't, it, I, I, yeah, if we can solve your problem, we're going to do that. But again, that's not what the call is about. The call is about like, what is, what is your world all around? And, and because my network's pretty deep, I know I got somebody that can fit in your world. And also we have this cool, you know, referral system. And so our, our community is pretty tight knit. And so that's why I say just, it's um, Facebook group. Um, just look up sales ascenders inner circle. That's you'll get there. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And, and anybody here, and I mean, I stand by everything Sean has said, uh, you know, world-class group going live, doing Q and A's, uh, doing uh, member highlights or uh, getting spotlights and, have you, you know, you've been on, you haven't been on that yet. You're I haven't been on the spotlight, but I've been MIA yeah. for two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, someday I'll get back in Facebook. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, so awful. But uh, Sean, it's been it's been a pleasure, and and we're very thankful that you've been able to join us today. And and so you know, hats off you. 
you know, I listened to you on, on the Biz Bros Content is Profit podcast and, and you, you know, lived up to every second of, of conversation that you did there. And so, again, very thankful. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And I, I look to continue nurturing our relationship. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. If I could ask selfishly, what's the biggest takeaway from today? Oh, we're about to share. That's about, how yeah. we end every show. So yeah, perfect. perfect. You get a, you get pulled off though before, and so you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, we're gonna we're have to say goodbye. But okay. <laughs> you guys right, are gonna right. have to go listen to the replay. Go get it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk soon. All right, All right thanks, Tom. Bye. Whew. Okay. Whew. So, did your hand work fast enough to take all? No. The- no, I miss so much stuff, man. I'm gonna have to watch the replay of my own show just so I catch up to my own stuff. So, yes, and I was thinking that as well. And and honestly, I, you know, I was super pumped when Sean agreed to come on our show, and I knew you would get along with him just fine the moment that we started talking. So, what do you got? What do we got for two takeaways? Before we even get to takeaways, like you tell me another guest that has me speechless. Like it's a hundred shows, hundred plus interviews. 130 something interviews. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Sean, Sean wins. Sean wins. Sean, the- Sean won. Like we've had Larson. We've had a lot of people on the show. Sean won. All right. Yeah. So my, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give three, three. I think our listeners need to hear it. One is dream bigger than you are. Dream scary big. Cause then if you don't get scary big, you still get pretty darn cool. Right. So dream scary big, um, have a conviction to sell. Like I know what we do is amazing and it can solve so many problems for people. And I know the clients that we're attracting have that same conviction, right? So have the conviction, everything else will fall into place. Last one, find the right people to do the right jobs period end of story or you will not grow to where you want to be ever yeah 100 and and i got a bonus one over here and the the comment that russell made your level 10 people on your level two opportunity and so often we're trying to figure out how who do we serve how do we serve them what do we do and and at the end of the day you might not know what your level 10 opportunity is but you got to be aware if that opportunity is below where you're at and, and you and I, Ron, we have a conversation on this stuff on a regular basis, we like know. our opportunities that we're searching and creating and developing and nurturing is it's, it's on our level or it's not, it's not happening anymore. And we're, we're pivoting, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like, that is so true. Don't settle for your level two opportunity when you're a level 10 person, because believe in yourself, that you could go do it. And so, uh, all right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you didn't watch this live in our Facebook group, head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. And if you can do us a little favor, we've got some prizes happening this week. All you got to do, go rate, review, subscribe, and download as many shows as possible, but shoot a screenshot, put it in the comments of this, uh, this show, put it in the comments of yesterday's 100th five-hour crazy marathon, or shoot a DM to Ron with a screenshot of your review, because what you'll be entered in is about $10,000 of prizes, uh, multiple books, multiple prizes from multiple guests that we had on yesterday, uh, an entry into our $7,500 
program, as well as some mics and Apple Watch, all kinds of fun stuff. And Friday's the announcement. You don't want to miss it, but all you got to do is send us a screenshot if you want to be entered. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.